Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, I hope this episode makes sense to you because we're going to a place that you typically don't like going. Well, it's not that I don't like going. I'm not some sort of monster, some sort of animal who has no culture. I just don't have as much culture as people would like in this arena. Right, and that's why we're going to put together an epic, wicked, amazing set list for you. And that's what I'm going to drink as well, because that's the beer. Yes, we're drinking a beer called Set List, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I gave it as an option, and I saw right away that you were going to pick it. So here we are. We're headed back to Milwaukee. We've been there before, I think a couple of times. We have, yeah, OG, and that was the, the green tea beer that yeah, really rocked yeah, our yeah. world. I do, I remember that. And, and we've, then, we've been to Spotted Cow. Yep, so back to Wisconsin. We've, we've spent our time in Wisconsin. What we've got here is an... Hazy IPA, description as such, brewed to get you through your set in one piece. Setlist IPA is liquid proof that big flavor and aroma can come in a sessionable, easy drinking package. With three separate hop varietals and three malts, this beer has a hop forward flavor profile of citrus, tropical fruit, and hints of pine. We've talked a lot about hazy IPAs. We are guilty of loving them, and I make no apologies for it. <laughs> if loving a hazy is a crime, then lock me up. And throw away the key. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? Is it pre-show? Can we crack this? I think it's time to Let's crack. crack. Yeah. What's crack, crack clock. clock? Oh, it's 215. 215 might be a new record. <laughs> Cheers, Tom. Take that one, folks. Ooh, love the smell already. Classic hazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to hit the spot mm. for you. Ooh, it's got a little roughness on the back of it, huh? Yeah, it, it's, it was harsher than I was expecting. I mean, they made it sound like it was going to be sort of a cut down, almost a, you a know sawed what? off the pine, The pine is what's really hitting me now. At really? the at the ends, yeah, because it says yeah. hints of pine, but it's more like they're just cranking the pine up from four to nine on the dial. I'm not I'm not getting that at all. But I'm feeling real I'm, piney, and I'm not talking Chris, folks. Ayo. So Eagle Park Brewing turns out I've been there. Forgot that I went there, but <laughs> like any good brewery, like right. I you know what I'm actually remembering the, the weekend I went there was for a Sox Brewers game and I was drinking a lot of OG later in the day. Really? Yeah. So this was post OG. Yeah, we had done OG wow. and I was like, guys, this podcast is taking off. So <laughs> this was this company was founded by two brothers. Recently did a show with two other brothers, Max and Jack uh, Bargard. They're two brothers who love writing music and playing in a band together. Boy, that's a story we've heard before. Yeah. A lot of brother music combinations out there. And they love drinking beer. They love brewing. And they had a decision to make. Write a Grammy-winning song or brew amazing beer. And they decided that they were more capable of brewing beer than winning a Grammy. But don't rule it out, guys. Give it a shot. Why not? You know, if you, wanna, if you want a Grammy, then you can get a Grammy. Right. And that's really their story. I mean, 
they uh, <laughs> they're a little bit cagey on the the start of the company in terms of it being. Um, you know, formally founded, but I feel like they're being audited by the IRS, <laughs> you know, but what I can tell you is that if you live in Milwaukee, this is like one of the more popular spots in town. It's a oh, place really? that, pe- yeah, people, I mean, the big ones are like Lakefront Brewery, obviously, which is right along the, you're drinking out of a lakefront glass right now. Right. But yeah, it's a good place to hang out. They got a nice outdoor patio, good food. I did a flight there. I tried a different beer. You know, these guys are really serious about music and beer, so it makes sense that they would make a beer that's literally just about a collection of of songs. And folks, just a quick note for those of you who are continually throwing it back in our faces. This episode is produced by our famed producer, Bo. He is, from here on out, ineligible for season three fan of the year if you heard him, if you heard the sounds of lapping earlier that was him guzzling his own beer yeah he's thirsty and he's excited and yeah i would love to know what his favorite songs are but let's talk about build me a set list tom forget right. about let's talk just build baby okay well what well what kind of set list are we talking like for a live performance or for a party a spotify thing what what, what are we talking about here okay that's interesting is there so when you talk about a set list, that's purely to me a band right. terminology. But it's essentially a playlist, right? That's what we're it is, yeah. It down. I mean, as a person who put together a lot of set lists for my own band back in the day, yeah, we thought a lot about how to structure our show. And you know, it's become a big thing now, especially in the Instagram era, to like Bands to post their set list, like either after the fact or like before. We recently went to a concert. Somebody had leaked the whole Blink One Eighty Two set list on Reddit. Oh, wow! Beforehand, yeah. And I was like, appreciate that, or so I don't like that. I don't like knowing, but in this culture of people reading spoilers beforehand, there's people that did, and people in our group had, and I was like, don't tell me what's on it. I want to be surprised, but. You know, there is an art to making a set list for uh, a live performance, right? Because you want to keep people engaged the whole time, especially if you're a band that has like a pretty long established catalog. You know, you can't you can't play all your songs, right? You got to pick and choose. And which songs do you include and which ones do you not? Where do you play your big hits? Do you always close with the same thing? You know, these, these are things that people have come to expect. Okay, so then can we apply set lists? Because if you can't tell, I'm desperate not to go too deep into the pool of music where I know nothing. Let's apply set list somewhere else here. Give me a set list of, of movies. A set list of movies? Yeah, and take me through your thought process for how you're building it. Okay, so... I'll set, let me set the scene even farther. Yeah, give me a theme. Okay, so here's the deal. You are... You have... A buddy in town that you haven't seen in a long time. It's been 15 years. 15 years, wow. You guys used used to really, really love and watch sci-fi stuff. Your tastes have evolved a little bit. You're not sure if his have. And I realize now that I'm basically setting up this is the end. But So we're talking about we haven't seen each other in 15 years. We used to love sci-fi. Am I assuming that he has not seen the last 15 years of sci-fi movies? Or am I just saying, 
hey, let's just make a banger of a make a side. banger, make a banger of a. So in this case, it's probably we're gonna cut you off at four because that's okay. twelve hours. That'll do it. Right, that's a weekend. You know, we we have other things to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're certainly gonna include Interstellar in this watch. Okay, but do you start with Interstellar? No, you don't start with Interstellar. Do you blow the doors off him right away? <laughs> no, you you ease into it. I think you ease into sci-fi with something like uh, Arrival. Uh, Arrival would be a good sci-fi to, to start with. Now, it's an emotional film, but the stakes are much more grounded. It's a personal story. Is Arrival the one with Amy Adams? Remind yes. Me? Okay, wow, dude, that got dark. That was almost like the, if I remember if I'm remembering correctly, that was like somebody taking the Twilight Zone to serve man and turning it into a full movie. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful story. We're getting we're getting the sad stuff out of the way because we're we're building up on this. Okay, on this okay. List, okay. So you want him to cry. The first right. thing you haven't seen this guy in fifteen years. No, you we're want gonna to see him cry. Well, yeah, I mean this this that movie is about emotional <laughs> Long distances, okay? All right, okay, fair, okay. fair. So we're starting with that, okay? Then then we're going to we're going to reset the the calibration. We're going to do the Matrix, okay? Classic. Wow. Different tone, but we all know what's going on here. It's going to be a great time. Okay. Then we're going to bring in Interstellar, okay? Interstellar is going to be the cleanup hitter. Or was that what's the that's third number hitter? three? Number the, three, the, yeah. The three yeah. is in the hole. Three is in the no, hole. No, that's not true. Jesus, what? I don't even know what the three is called. I in but the, it's I'm, the third hitter. That's where you put your a strong hitter, right? Yeah, pretty strong hitter. Yeah. Whatever. That's we're doing Interstellar third. At some point, we're going to have a full blown Interstellar conversation on the show. But needless to say, it is an absolute masterpiece and a classic. And then Vince, I'm going to do a pivot. This isn't really sci-fi, but to me, it kind of is Ex Machina. Oh my god! Okay, that's like, do you know what this feels like? This feels like you were warming him up to ask him if he wants to be a part of a threesome. Like, <laughs> Ex Machina? Yeah. Isn't that the one where Adrian Brody bangs his own No, creation? that's Splice. Oh, my bad, no, my bad. Ex my Machina bad. is <laughs> Oscar Isaac and Domino Gleason. <laughs> Who are stuck in, well, they're not stuck. They're in a house, and it's like a Google billionaire kind of situation. Okay. And there's a robot AI that's in the basement that basically Oscar Isaac's character is doing experiments on with Domino Gleason's character. Okay. It's an intimate like story in terms of characters. Absolutely riveting, like from moment to moment. It's one of the best movies of the 2010s, full stop. I fucking loved it. And I feel like after watching all four of those, like we've covered every type of science fiction genre. Dude, I'll film. tell you what. You're going to find out real fast if you and this guy are still buddies. Yeah, I know. It's extreme, but you're you starting, asked me my question. That's true. You're starting him off. You're starting him off. You're going to make him cry. <laughs> then, yep. then you're going to make him... Question gonna, his existence. Then we're gonna get then we're gonna get jacked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Then then you're gonna bring it back down to again a pretty emotional story. And then you're gonna bring it to this intimate little place where maybe you guys slip into something a little more comfortable, you know, and just put some bathrobes on, light a candle, have yeah. a glass of wine, why not? And see what happens. Would you prefer the crescendo effect where like let's say I started with ex machina and then 
second did Arrival, and then did Interstellar, and then ended with The Matrix. See, here's the thing, though. I don't know. Because there's a reason that bands don't do the crescendo effect all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, there's... Well, there's peaks and valleys, right? Like, usually you want to start off real strong, real fast. Then you kind of mellow it out. Then you bring it back up. You know, it's... It's a seesaw effect, but usually you end you end on a banger. So, so I'll take it back. I'll reorder it. We're gonna go extra. You don't have, no. You don't have to reorder it. No, no, no. I'm gonna because I wanna I wanna make a point. <laughs> okay. We're gonna do Ex Machina first. Then we're gonna do Arrival. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna do Interstellar. Then we're gonna do The Matrix. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's so you the guys, four we're doing. So you're not gonna sleep now. That's it. No, no. You guys get. Well, I mean, we're so, not doing the song so one night. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I could have gone a different way with this. The old Tom would have. The old Tom would have done yeah. it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it's only fair that that I, I do something similar. But maybe let's take a different, take a different. Maybe not movies. Yeah. So you're. I think you're more of a classic um, sitcom guy than me. Is sure. that Fair to say. Uh, yeah. Sure. So I'm not gonna make you pick. Hey, let's watch an entire series from start to finish because that would be absurd. Are you going to ask me to pick episodes? Yeah. I would love for you to just pick maybe four episodes. It doesn't have to all be from the same show, but like if you were to say, this is my style of humor in four episodes, how would you structure that and what would you do? And while you do that, I'm going to pour this lovely beer into a glass. Yeah. Yeah, so far. Oh, very interesting. This is this is pretty light looking. Maybe it's just been a while since I looked at a hazy. I'm feeling very hazy with this. I yeah, don't see. No, a I can't lot of see lightness. through it. I'll give you yeah. that. But like, it, it, the color is a little lighter than I right. thought it would be. Okay. All right. So the question is: Do I want all of the hard? Do I want to get rid of everyone who's not a hardcore Vince comedy <laughs> guy right off? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, do you go? Do you go to your most extreme limits, or do you just say, this is more my well-rounded? I think I want everyone out right away. Everyone <laughs> who's like not sure, they're on the fence, they showed up, buy, and they bought their $25 ticket, because I would not charge more than 30 as is my custom. They yeah. bought their $25 ticket, they're like, fuck it, how bad could this be? We're about to find out. The first episode I start is, Scott Tennerman Must Die, <laughs> from South Park. Classic episode. It is, when people ask me if they'll like South Park, I tell them, go watch that episode. If you don't like it, South Park's not for you. <laughs> the general premise, for those who don't know, is uh, Eric Cartman gets duped into buying an older boy's pubes <laughs> so that he can go tell his friends, guys, guys, I got my pubes. I'm so much cooler than you. And they t- correct him, tell him right. that's not how it works. And he tries to get his money back. And this older kid is smarter than him at every turn and just keeps embarrassing him. And it culminates in Cartman feeding this older kid chili that contains ground up parts of his parents. I know, it sounds terrible. While his favorite band Radiohead just mocks him. I know that doesn't set things up very well, but I promise it gets a little better. It also establishes Cartman as an absolutely evil 
person. The absolute, like, it's the most right. villainous you can I have. would argue it is the complete inflection point of that whole series, in a way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I start you off with that. I don't want right. anybody who's not here hardcore. You're, you're clearing out the, the casuals That's right. from the jump. Get, get right. out of here. We don't want you here. And right. then we're going to jump into some light stuff here. Some light, fun, airy stuff. Kind of. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take you slight. I, and when I said light, I guess I didn't mean it. Because I'm taking you down into the insanity that is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm taking you to the episode, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's the episode where the health inspector shows up and Charlie has to fix everything. And it is, in my opinion, the most perfect episode of It's Always Sunny that I've ever seen. And it's exactly what I said. A health inspector shows up, somebody got the dates messed up, and all of the Charlie work that essentially keeps the bar running and out of trouble falls to everybody. It's a Charlie Day episode. It's a Charlie Day episode. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, great. So we're, we're taking you Have you seen to- that one? No, I I actually have only seen parts of season one, and that's it. Okay, I, really I would encourage everyone to watch that, just because from a pure storytelling aspect, it's I'm a sucker for ones where you're setting pieces up, and they do a great job of doing sure. that as well. Then I'm going to bring you very mainstream. Don't worry, I'm going to bring you here. I'm going to take you... <laughs> what? <laughs> I know you're going to say The Office no, at some point. No, yeah, I mean, yes. I, well, I only get four is the problem here. Yeah. So instead of going the office, what I'm going to go is I'm going to go 30 Rock. And I'm going to go 30 Rock. And I, again, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's the episode in which Jack Donaghy tells Tracy Jordan that he can't dogfight. It's the only thing he can't do. And so he says, it's the only thing I have to. I have to do it now because it's the only thing that I've been told I can't do. And he ends up in therapy. And Jack Donaghy does basically all Good Times characters. And they work through it together. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It's it's fantastic just for that part alone. And then the final one. Here's the problem is what I want to do here is I, I would love to go the office, the two-parter, the wedding. Because I'm a softie a little bit. You can you know? do that if you want. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean as much unless you've watched the entire series up front. So I'm looking for a kind of a one-off here. And I think where I'm going to go is the first ever paintball episode of Community. Oh yeah, I do know this one. That was a classic. And I think that that's fantastic. That's where I finish. I think fans of Vince Comedy will enjoy that playlist. True fans. Well, from all the years list. from all the years I've known you that does seem pretty fitting. You love Tracy Morgan. Oh, God, he's so good. You talk about him more than anybody I know, so that that makes a lot of sense. Which is a problem. More people should talk about him. I want to talk a little bit about the role of quote-unquote set lists in movies and television, right? Because I feel like there's... Scores, right? Well, no, I'm not... I'm talking about needle drops specifically. Like a well-placed song. like, Like, for example... At the end of Fight Club, when they play the Pixies song, um, "Where's My Mind?" Where's my mind? Yeah, I feel like that is like an all-time perfect. It may be a little too on the nose, but sure. like in at the time, it was genius, right? I feel like people weren't really conscious conscious of this in the early days of movies, but now, like, I'm really laser focused on it. Like when I I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy three, for example, that franchise is well known for their fun, unexpected needle drops, right? Yeah. 
But there's a couple of times in the third movie where it's like, it's so on the nose that it like takes me out of the movie. I'm like, oh, oh that's why you're doing this? Okay, I get it. Okay. But the, one of the reasons why I love those movies to begin with was because it played all these like unheralded 70s and 80s rock tracks that also tell a beautiful story of the characters you're on screen. So in your mind, Vince, what are some of those moments that stick out for you that were like, wow, like that's just like a perfect choice for what I'm observing? Yeah, I'd have to think about it. What I would like to say off the bat is I do prefer this out of the can when compared to the glass. Okay, which, I, I'm i not tasting the pine notes out of the glass, which I actually enjoyed. This is what we've noticed, though. We've noticed that in that confined space, we get more of those aromatics going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Not a, that's probably not correct, but sure, yeah. Okay, so what I would like to do is, while I think about this, talk a little bit about there are certain needle drop songs that are absolute cheat codes. Like what? Fix you by Coldplay. Oh God! <laughs> yep. I fucking hate Coldplay. Yep. So you yeah. can if you want, but and I'll tell you what: the episode of the newsroom where they needle drop "Fix You" again. It's become a cliche, and yeah. it is very easy. You put it under any kind of sad, seminal moment in an episode, and it's going to yeah. work. But that was that was honestly very good for me. One that really, really sticks out, though. Have you seen... God, why is it escaping me now? Jared Leto, drug movie. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that counts. Okay, that doesn't count. That song is terrifying, though. It's incredible. Yeah. Dude, I thought that was so good. I thought that was epic. Uh, All right. Do you have one ready to go? Yeah, I've got a few. If you've got one ready to go, throw it out. So Adventureland has a number of of songs that really hit hard. There's one that's by Velvet Underground at the beginning of the movie that kind of sets the tone. They also have a running gag with the 80s song... Uh, Rock Me Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. So, like, they keep playing it in the background at the fair. Dude, is that where Tech Nines, I'm a player, I'm a player comes from? It might be. I'm a player, I'm a player. <laughs> Probably. I'm a player, I'm a player. I'm um, a player. This one's been done to death, but uh, Gimme Shelter by yeah, yeah, Rolling yeah, Stones. Yeah. Oh, dude, The beginning of The Departed. Yeah, that's solid. That's fucking epic. And then, I mean, School of Rock. Oh, though. my God, dude. No, I, I have... I have one that is going to make many of our listeners go, God, what I've done by Linkin Park and the Transformers. (laughs) I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to all living Autobots. (laughs) But that counts, though. I mean, that's pretty fucking memorable. It does. That was a banger for sure. Yeah. Um, the, where is yeah. my mind by the Pixies has been used a lot too. It's been a, it's been overdone. Creep, that's another one. Yeah, I specifically remember that also was in the new Guardians movie. Okay, <laughs> but I remember when the Social Network trailer came out and they did like a choir version of Creep. Oh, and dear. that started the annoying trend of. Oh, we're going to cover the song, but like with a weird little twist. Yeah, I know you hate that. I love yeah. I love a choir. I love a choir and it's like uh Not me. That actually reminds me of probably my favorite. Have you seen I'm sure you have. You've seen the movie 21, right? Oh yeah. I don't remember how it ends, so you'll have to So it ends with him getting everything that he wants, but it starts with a, a choir outside singing 
the choir portion of you can't always get what you want. Oh my god, that's also been overdone. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. Okay, last one for me. The Shrek 2 soundtrack. Oh my is god. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's so good. Accidentally in love. Oh, that's right. They they went away from Smash Mouth on that. On yeah, they did. That's why I said Shrek too, because there's a bunch of other things that they they do still have a Smash Mouth song. Yeah, but they, the they end, basically but... they basically asked Smash Mouth to do the whole thing, and Smash Mouth said, "Give us way more money." They said, "No, that's okay. We'll just take one from you, and then like four songs from bands that sound like you." <laughs> Counting Crows <laughs> does not sound like them, but accidentally, accidentally in, in love. love could be a, a Smash Mouth song. But it's, I'll fight you it's, on this. It's better. It's different than that. Well, yeah, sure. I'm sure from a from a musical technical <laughs> note standpoint, it's better. Oh, you know what else has a great soundtrack, too, is Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, that's a solid one. My point with all this is, like, music is inextricably linked with movies. And, you know, in television, they, they do it as well. Scrubs was well known for ending their episodes with, like, a... Notable indie rock track. Uh, Grey's Anatomy names every episode after a song. Oh, I, I want to talk to you about that off microphone because I've heard you got you've gotten really into Grey's. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to out you too far. I yet. can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I know someone who can't confirm. Vince, what are we what are we given set list as far as a score? Well, I've had a really good time talking through this which i didn't anticipate i thought we were gonna dive into music and i'm glad we went a different way with it um i'm sorry to you i know you were really no this i think that we we handled this with aplomb i did not love this this is this is on the lower end of the hazies that i've had uh again hard to do a bad hazy right it's like complaining about a sunny day but maybe like a 3.25 out of five vinces not for me good hazy solid hazy if you happen to find yourself at eagle park don't hesitate to order it but it's not gonna blow your doors off yeah my doors uh were not blown off but i liked it more than that i would give this a 3.75 out of five toms i i will admit that i think i'm giving this a bit of a curve just because i love the name i love the can i just love the idea that's okay and that's okay with me i think that it's it's a good it's a good beer. There's nothing wrong with that. And what more do you need to do, right? That's pretty much what this whole show is about, right? Yeah, I agree. And if you enjoyed this conversation or other conversations we've had, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on social media. Send us a Spotify playlist while you're at it. We'd love to see it. Yeah, what do you have? And if you have a set list that describes your type of humor or interest in sci-fi, I'd be at least curious to learn it. I don't know if I would like it, but that's on you. It is. And until then, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. We'll see you later.